Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. It's midweek, so that means it is time to answer your listener questions. And today, Ricky is back and Scott joins me as well. And we take on those questions and we get some questions about Disney Cruise Line, including scheduling nursery time for the little ones on your next cruise. When can you do that? What suggestions do we have? And also balancing time with your kids and also trying to get to the adult areas. If you're on a family vacation, where do you find that balance? We have that conversation today. Scott uh, Wartman from Tennessee actually asked us about his very first Disney cruise. He's going to be going on the dream here shortly, and he wants to know what not to miss. He knows the big things, but what about some of those small things? First time cruisers tend to miss. So we'll talk about that on the podcast on uh, today's show. Also, we discuss the podcast cruise, some things to look forward to with that. And we get a question about working on your Disney vacation. Our guest is staying at Old Key West Resort. So we give suggestions as to where to work at Old Key West, but also Scott gives a great place to work outside of Old Key West. You're going to want to use this if you ever have to get work done on your next Disney vacation. This and many other questions coming your way on today's show. Don't forget our podcast is always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all your Disney trip planning needs. The agents are standing by right now to get you the best deal possible on the most magical vacation ever over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do. Just please put this uh, link in your bookmarks there and use it as often as you can. It's brguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the BR Guest Podcast. You make all these shows possible. I thank you so very much for that. And our patrons get that bonus show every week. It's called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us, we'd sure love to have you coming over patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world. You found the be our guest Walt Disney world trip planning podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2,252 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at The Magic for Less Travel. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope you are having a great week. And of course, like Scott and I talked about on Sunday night, if you're a basketball fan, this is the week for you. Hopefully your school is playing in the big dance. I know that our teams are so we're pretty excited for that and uh we're gonna get you there with some fun disney talk because it is a wednesday and it's time for your listener questions and this is our pre-show because friday we're celebrating 15 years of the bogp so make sure you come back for that but today business to tend to we're answering those listener questions so joining me today from up in lansing michigan where i just heard say it ain't so there's a little snow on the ground what's going on scotty g happy wednesday go sparty happy wednesday and it's okay that there's a little snow on the ground when the when the ncaa tournament starts off i like that green grass white snow look because we get a little bit extra green and white you know for the spirit of the of the tournament and yeah, yeah so you, you you call the mike michigan state back in the tournament 25 straight years we've been in the ncaa tournament man sometimes you just take, take spoiled things for granted, that you're you know? spoiled is what spoiled. that is <laughs> and tom Mizzo actually set the record as like the longest tenured the longest coach to do that consecutively. So I know some schools have gone longer, but they changed coaches. So Tom Izzo, congrats to my man, 25 straight years in the tournament. It's so awesome. I agree. If there's yeah. one thing, one thing I respect, it's consistency. I try to do it with the podcast and I always love Cal Ripken for his streak. And I mean, 20, 
the odds of that happening, especially now, I mean, I think the, the odds are stacked against them. And now today's game with transfer portal and stuff like transfer that. But I mean, portal, still like, you know, kids leaving after their freshman year. Like, so you're like having the re up all the time. That's kind of his, something Izzo has been really good about is trying to find four year guys basically. And it's worked. Um, but that's going to be it for the sports talk. I don't, I can't promise that, but I'm going to try to make it more Disney, but yeah, like I'm super excited for the tournament and, uh, Good luck to all your teams uh, this week's tournament. Good luck to all your teams, except for Utah State and I believe USC. USC. <laughs> and Mar- I'm, I'm going to throw Marquette in there too to anyone in Wisconsin. We're, we're not Marquette fans this week either. Yeah, I would say Arizona as well. Sorry, the whole state of Arizona you can lose to. Anyway, also joining us, she's back. We're sooner than I was expecting, but we're glad to have her back. Ricky from themouseforless.com. Ricky, happy Wednesday. What's going on? Oh, you know just had a big life change happen you know had a baby so <laughs> congratulations lucy is beautiful we got to just see her before the show yes yes uh little lucy was born on february 28th and uh you know we always call it uh you know we talked about on the podcast how i was gonna be having you know her that week and I, literally hours after we recorded i went into labor so <laughs> that's kind of how my life works uh but yeah so she's here and she's wonderful and uh adorable and um yeah it's life is good (laughs) i i'm i'm getting some sleep uh last night was not a great night uh but we're 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 getting there we're we're figuring we're figuring things out and of course as soon as we have them figured out it'll all go away and i will have to refigure things out again but we're doing really good here (laughs) And it never ends. I mean, like I say, you know, Mallory's 15 years old and I mean, you still don't sleep and, you know, Scott can attest to that with Emily. I mean, it's just the stress never goes away. You think, oh, I just got to make it through the first, you know, and you put a stupid number on it, which never amounts to like six weeks or six months or once or a year. No, it still goes when they're teenagers. They're just taller and more expensive. Oh, yeah, of course. So, yeah, but she's a. She's doing really, really well, you know, all things considered. So um, I'm so glad to be back. Not sure how this is going to work with her, but, you know, we we I'm glad to be back today. So Brian's downstairs doing, you know, baby duty. So here's <laughs> how I, here, here's my advice to you. I was raised by a couple of hippies and your mom's yes. in the, your mom's in the chat and she knows it because she's friends with my parents. She does. They yes, went to school yes. together. So yes. I made it. I have a sister who made it. I mean, yeah. you know, we're not like presidents of the United States or anything, but I mean, <laughs> we survived and we're, you know, contributing to society in some small fashion. And uh, this is true. so I figure, you know, if a couple of hippies can raise kids, probably everybody can. So we're good. <laughs> That works out. So yeah. Shout out, Dad. Uh, yes. <laughs> what up, Jody? <laughs> I know. He knows. He knows he's hippie. Yeah. No, he's the best dad ever. So anyway, we're glad to have you back, and you. we'll see if we're back in the groove here. So first question of the day is one that Ricky just uh, forwarded to me a couple days ago, actually yesterday, and says, uh, "Hello, really appreciate the podcast, helping me tremendously, and so entertaining while I walk each morning. What do you suggest with this scenario? We're arriving at Disney World at noon, and I won't get to Epcot until three. I want to use Genie Plus. Our flight leaves at 7.05 a.m. and lands at 10.05 a.m. with no Wi-Fi available during the flight. Okay, your question, you should change your flight. Because how do you do <laughs> I got to have the telemetry right there on my phone. So I know that we're still speeding up and going at the right altitude. I don't know how you do that, but okay. Well, yes. that's not the question. That's just me adding a little extra. She says, should I try to snag a lightning lane at 7 a.m.? Worried it will be for a time that will be before our 3 p.m. arrival at the park and maybe even while we're flying and can't modify. 
And this is from Joni Jones, it looks like. So thanks for writing in, and we appreciate you taking us on your walks. Ricky, what would you do in this scenario? Lightning Lane at seven? This is tough. Uh, you know, I would I would probably try for it at seven. Most of the time, planes don't leave exactly on, you know, time of what they say they're going to leave. So you probably have a little bit of leeway in that. Um, of That's from my experience in the past. So... I think that you're going to be okay to try to get that lightning lane and you should be able to, you know, it, it won't, if it's at a time when you'll still be flying or whatever, you should be able to, you know, quickly modify it as well. Uh, but you know, that's just me. I, I, I would probably try for that. Um, you know, otherwise, I mean, I, I, I may skip doing, I, I don't know if I'd skip doing lightning lane that late day, but um, I wouldn't buy it until you land and you get a better shot at what's going on. Um, that's kind of where I would go with that. I deleted so. the email just because after I read them, I tend to delete them and I'm terrible about that. But is she looking for an individual lightning lane for something like Guardians is what I'm I, thinking? They, or is she, she looking didn't for, say. I, that's the thing. Like, I, Genie Plus or First Lightning Lane? Because that's, that's different. Because, be yeah, that would be different. Scott, what would you do in this scenario? Because you're in the air presumably the flight's going to take off on time. Let's just go with that. So, you know, so, you know, the Pam Forrester rule, like, you know, you don't make like an ADR on your travel day. Cause you just never know. What's I do gonna agree happen. with that. Yeah, so exactly. I kind of bundle that in with, you don't make a lightning lane, uh, individual lightning lane on your travel day either. It's like, I mean, you can plan everything so perfectly. Like I'm going to land at 10, going to get to my hotel at a certain time, get to Epcot, like at three, like, so you could even yeah. book like a six o'clock one, but like, it might not even work out that way. So, as excited and, and i'm so excited to start off a trip like oh yeah i want to get there i want to do ratatouille or whatever the attractions you're looking to do there i think it's just better to like leave that for like the next days of planning and just try to relax and enjoy that first day it's stress-free yeah i tend to agree with that because just look at that first day settling in and kind of gravy day you know what because anything that you have a reservation for on travel day is stressful because you're always trying to hit that benchmark i that's a great point i probably would just not Put that variable out there the only thing i wonder about and again that didn't mention it in the email or the message on instagram but it was i don't know if this is your only day going to epcot yeah, that's, that's problem, the yeah. only issue i i find with that suggestion if this is their only day going to epcot you know that makes it a little a little more challenging so the good news um, for them is that um impressions of france is having those later shows put back on the that, calendar that's true so that's better, just yeah. watch impressions of france like back to back and then that's going to be <laughs> better than any other lightning lane experience you can get that is true yes that's true the yeah, world is, is a better place uh this week from last week when it was yeah. just what 8 to eight thirty or 9 to nine thirty or something like that right <laughs> nonsense disney what yeah. do you, come on now i'm so glad i got changed that was so bad I mean, yeah, that was awful. Now. Yeah, you're, that was strange. You're hitting below the belt with that eight or nine to nine thirties nonsense. Okay. Yeah. Uh, actually, Alfred's got a good question here. Scott, this is going for you. He's asking, is the virtual run Disney the same cost Is the races in person? Because I've never done a, a virtual race. I know you did like I, during the pandemic. I think you signed up for a couple of the virtuals. So yeah, what I've is done, the difference? I did one for Wine and Dine recently too. So I saw the question. Uh, I was hoping that you'd bring that up. Um, it is less, um, doing the virtual, the registration is less than if you were going to do it in person, I will say like the, the price is still kind of up there. I mean, the medals are sweet. Plus you get the awesome shirt and we learned Mike remember during the pandemic, we tried to like base, like try to calculate cause you could order like a, 
a re- registration without the shirts and it was like $50 less. So I think they valued the shirts at $50, yeah. which kind of blows my mind. Oh my gosh. Each. Yeah. yeah. When I did the dopey virtual, like in 2021, that was the first year they missed dopey. If you did it without the shirts, it was $300 less. <laughs> which yeah. Are they made of gold? What yeah. is up with this? That, so. You got to understand you're, 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 um, you're selling to run Disney uh, runners, which will pay the price for the most yeah, part. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Valid point. Yeah. Yeah. So I will say the price is still up there, but it is, it is going to be lower. I don't have the exact dollar amount right now, Alfred, but it is lower than what it would be if you were to do it on site. Good call. All right. Scott's got a question. He says, my first Disney cruise is coming up. Our good friend Scott down in Tennessee, another SEC team in the tournament. What are some must do's and things to pass along? Let me get my first one because I, I totally believe in this. And I, I tell us a lot to my guests at the magic for less, but this is just me. I mean, it, it takes a different kind of person, but the thing I love most about a Disney cruise that nobody tells you about, unless you listen to the show, cause I've talked about it many times here are the little things during the cruise. It's the trivias. It's the towel foldings. It's the diaper dash that you can go watch. It's the tastings. It's the minor events that are going to be in groups of like 10, 15, 20, 25 guests. I mean, like one time we were on the ship during the world cup and they had this game. It's like a board game or something that's super popular in the Caribbean. And I'd never heard of it, but you could play this board game. It was in six, eight, seven. And it was like a simulation soccer tabletop game. And Paige is a huge soccer fan, right? She played select soccer all growing up and in high school and stuff. And so we went to that and we learned about this new game we'd never heard of. We spent like 45 minutes hanging out with people on the cruise that we didn't know. But by the end of the time, we were playing this game against them. So we felt like we knew and we bought each other drinks. And, you know, that's one of those things you just I don't have that opportunity in my town to like go and meet new people and play some new kind of fun board game that I've never experienced, you know, and, and also like in six, six, seven, they have those, you know, it's like ESPN international going. So it just feels like worldly. I, I love that kind of stuff. It's the minor stuff, but you got to look at the navigator to find it and see stuff that'll fit your, you know, your, your desires. Like, you know, are you a seventies music trivia buff, you know, boom, do that or movies person. You know, I, I like the minor stuff. I don't go for the, like the big shows are okay, but I get the biggest kick out of the minor things. So Ricky, what, what would you suggest to Scott on his first? Cause nobody would tell you that about your first one. I think you discover that later. No, that's definitely true. Um, my must do's are really to explore the ship. Uh, I feel like that is so key. Um, because you learn, like you said, it kind of goes with the minor things. You learn so much about the ship, um, and how to, um, best navigate it as well as like, like you said, find those little things. Um, there's of course, like, you know, on, on, did they say what ship they're on? I did say, but okay. Like there's like the midship detective agency Mm -hmm. on some of the ships. And, you know, there's like, there's little small things, like you said that to, to be able to do. Um, I enjoy, uh, just like grabbing you know food on the the you know the upper deck and just hanging out and you know grabbing a book and reading because that's something that i just don't have time to do under normal circumstances i enjoy the cove cafe where you can go grab a coffee now granted you do have to pay for the coffee um which you know kind of stinks uh but i get it and i will gladly pay for it at that point because it's you know good coffee uh and then you can grab a pastry and just hang out the pastries are included 
which is weird. Um, but you know, there's, uh, there's that. And um, a lot of times if you do that, they have a card that you can uh, grab uh, and if they, they punch it and you get yeah, a certain number, you get a free coffee too, which is kind of nice. Um, and that's something that they don't tell you uh, a lot of times when you're booking, you know, stuff like that. So I just love like really exploring the ship. There's something so, Oh, listening to the music that they play too, like throughout the ship, there's something mm -hmm, so I fantastic agree. about just listening to the music. I don't know what it is. There was a Disney cruise line. I don't know if it's still there. There was a Disney cruise line, like Spotify list or, you know, Spotify, um, uh, playlist. Thing and yeah, playlist. And it was, it was so great. I would listen to it all the time <laughs> and it was Disney curated. So, uh, that part was great too. So I don't know. That's, those are the little things that I like it, it things that, you know, you just, you're not expecting, but. Um, you know, you're just, yeah. One more super petty thing. He's on the dream. He just put back in here. Oh, okay, so here's it. the thing. Coke zeros only on one side of the soda machines on deck 11. It's on oh the, gosh. that's a you thing. Not many other people care about side. that. Mike. <laughs> I think it's, it's a star. No, wait. Cause I'm thinking if I'm facing cabanas, that'd be the aft. Okay. So it's on the port side. It's on the port okay. side. If you want to get Coke zero, the other one has diet Coke. I'm just telling you that's so minor, yes. but it's critical for me. Okay. Scott, uh, one last thing to, to give Scott, Scott to Scott. Three, yes. three quick things. I'm going to go in with the assumption that this is a castaway key visit ship. Probably. Um, first thing is if anyone's ever had Jimmy as a cruise director, he's been often on the dream. His saying is Scott, if you see it, eat, eat it. it. Yeah, that's true. So just eat up all that food, man. Like if you see it, eat, eat it. it. All right. Like if you're just walking through and you're going by cabanas in the buffet, you might, maybe you're not having a session, no. just grab something yeah. and eat it. If you're going by Luigi's Pizza, slice. you're not necessarily hungry, you see it, yeah. you grab eat a slice, it. you know, same with the ice cream. So you see it, you eat it, you're paying for that experience, like just eat all the food. Um, I know Scott is a runner. Um, so, you know, if you're doing a Castaway Key staling, definitely do the Castaway Key 5K. That's a lot of fun. Mm, that is. Um, it's one of the hottest races you'll ever do in your yes. life, but... <laughs> And it's kind of boring, but yeah. you still have to do it. As a run Disney enthusiast, as Scott is, he needs to do the Castaway Key 5K. Absolutely. And the third, this might sound kind of funny, but this is definitely a must do. Um, when you're on Castaway Key, you have to get the water package. I think so many people are like, oh, I don't want to spend $4 of, of water. Or I don't even know how much it is, but like all the servers will come around to you on the beach and let me tell you, that's going to be the best investment you yeah. can make on a Disney cruise because you get so dehydrated. You're just out there on the beach and the ocean and all that stuff. Like you need to hydrate and those waters are so refreshing. So I highly recommend not passing on the, the water package on Castaway Key. Here's something I will suggest don't doing. And this is, <laughs> this is one of those stories about my husband that you're just like, what is he thinking? Um, don't get one of the ice cream, uh, you know, don't make yourself an ice cream cookie sandwich. Uh, at cookies too, or cookies, and then put shrimp on it. Don't ask me why he decided that that was something he wanted to do, but that's not something that I would say that you should be doing yeah. during your cruise. I don't think don't about. Do it. I, don't, I don't think too many people are going after that. No, but I'm, I'm just. just I, but I'm just, you know, throwing that out there. Don't don't Safe. do that. I'm that's not. <laughs> I like both, but separately. But but separate. And I'm yeah, not a person who minds if my food touches, but I mean that that's not happening. I have no idea mm. what made him decide to do that, but you know, just don't. Yep. Just don't. <laughs> and Jennifer here down the street in the Westplex, she says, you know, make sure you get that water package as a useful cooler. I have so many well, of those coolers love, in my store. I have so many coolers. And <laughs> when we go to the beach, so do I. Michigan is a great beach state. We got the great lakes and everything. So many lakes here. Every time we go to the beach here, we always pack a Disney Cruise Line cooler. 
I just love those. Same. Things. I have so many of them. I should, you know, we should auction them off. But uh, the SmackDown Outdoor says, uh, you know, find the Facebook group for your cruise. You can meet yeah, people before good. your cruise. And we're speaking of, we have one for the podcast cruise now. We so do. again, just search Be Our Guest Podcast Cruise 6 and come on over and hang with us and get to know everybody sailing with us here in about 100 days. And SmackDown Outdoor says, don't forget about the beer mug promotion. Yes. Like you can trade in your mug for like a little coin and then at the end you get to keep the has, mug. I don't Brian know what the discount is. It's like, you get a little it's, couple so more ounces or it's something. It's the cost beer. of a 16 ounce, but you get like a 20 ounce 20, kind of a thing. You get like a two ounce. Yeah, you get like a few that, more yeah. ounces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we actually bring we bring the mug home with us every every cruise and then bring it back because Brian likes to drink out of it. You know, during the like the time period when we're not on a cruise ship. So. Yep. And then Betsy says, you know, you can carry on two bottles of wine or a That's six true. pack of beer. Up to you or whatever you like. Okay. Next question, though, this is a follow-up from our friend. We, we had a question from him about a month ago. He's serving in the military, in the reserves, but he's going to make it home, hopefully, for a father-daughter trip to Walt Disney World. His name's Thomas, and he says, Hello again, it's Tom, and I have another question. Thanks for answering my question on the last question show. I was able to see my family this weekend, which marks about the halfway point of Navy Reserve orders before I finally get to go home. We talked a lot about our upcoming trip in June, and we are really looking forward to it. Thanks again for everything. My wife and daughter finally convinced me to take a Disney cruise. Well, that's perfect. We're talking about that now. Hey. And we're thinking about June of 2024. That being said, as first-time cruisers, I definitely want to use a travel agent. So when is a good time to reach out to the Magic for Less to book our trip? Okay, so right now we're through May of 2024, but those June sailings, summer 2024, should be coming out really soon because Disney Cruise Line just dropped that nugget on us about three or four days ago that Lighthouse Point is coming summer 2024. So I think they're really kind of finalizing things for that, those mm -hmm. itineraries. So, Tom, just you know, shoot me an email here in the next couple of weeks, and uh, we'll get you on that. Whenever, we'll get you on the list so we can take care of you. But he follows up. And as first-time cruisers, I was thinking concierge. This ship will help us. Is This will help us secure early bookings for dining, cabanas, etc. because we don't have any castaway club status. Is this logical thinking? Thanks for all you and the BOGP crew does, Tom from the U.S. Navy. And again, Tom, thanks for your awesome. service and excited that you're going to get to have that trip this June and then hopefully another. I think it's ironic, though, right? He's a Navy guy and he's going to take a cruise. First time cruiser. I mean, going, out, awesome. to, going out to sea. I mean, yes. like, essentially like, Lighthouse Point, too. Like he yeah. might be on yeah. the first trailing. <laughs> exactly. But he's in the Navy, right? I mean, he could go up and help the captain, you know, if he needed to, I'd imagine. Um, I don't think they'll let him. But well, I mean, good, they good should. Try. They should. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so I like his thinking, though, that if you really are, say you want to make this a really, you know, you want to make this the blowout cruise, you want to make sure that you do everything right. The only way to jump the line as far as scheduling things is to book concierge because that bumps you up to the top, the first bookings. For things like cabanas on, uh, well, on Castaway Key right now, I'm sure they'll have them. Private cabanas on uh, Lighthouse Point as well. Uh, it does book you. You get to make all your bookings early as a concierge guest. So yes, that is smart thinking. And Pam Forrester just sailed concierge on the Wish uh, last month in February, and she's still talking about it. So yeah, just saying, That's true. pretty sweet. That's true. I, I I can't go for that splurge, but she did, and she does not regret it one bit. She loved it and uh, had a good time with that. So, yes, that's a good good tip. Okay, we have another question here. Let's see here. It says, hi, Mike, Bam, Ricky, and Scott, and congratulations on the baby girl, Ricky. Thank you. 
We are going on our first, this is a cruise show today. Uh, We are going on our first ever cruise on the Disney Wish in September. Unfortunately, not the podcast cruise due to scheduling. We are a family of six. Uh, The kids will be 11, 9, 4, and 11 months. I'm having trouble figuring out when to book the Small World Nursery for our youngest. I'm not sure what all is available for us during the day to do, but would love to spend time with the older kids and would love adult time as well. We will have a decent chance, or will we have a decent chance booking with booking availability since we are first time cruisers? Any tips on when we should book the Small World Nursery for him or what activities we may not want him present for? I'm still unsure about the early late dinners and shows as well. We want to enjoy ourselves, but still make memories as a family too. Any advice or suggestions? Also, any cruising tips in general with kids or the wish specifically? Thanks for all the time and effort you guys put into the podcast, keeping the Disney magic going for us in between trips. Thank you, Kristen. Okay, first of all, here's the thing. When when the kids were little, we didn't we never used the nursery on the ships because you know they were kind of beyond that when we started cruising with Disney Cruise Line. I I would say to just look into that. I I don't even know the particulars on booking the the nursery. You looked it up, Ricky, now? I just looked it up, yeah. So um, space is extremely limited, um, so you need to plan to book your child's stay as early as possible. Uh, Advanced reservations are required and can be made online. For uh, concierge and platinum guests, it's up to 120 days. For gold, it's 105 days. For silver, it's 90 days. And for all other guests, it's 75 days. Which so is the same as the castaway levels for online check-in and Correct, everything else. Correct, yes. So at that 75-day mark, because that's their first, um, that's this is their first cruise, that's when they would be able to make reservations. Um, they are they can also be made at a first-come, first-served basis during open house on embarkation day or any time throughout your cruise. So make it for a time you know time that you think that you would need it for at first at that 75 day mark and then um i actually one of my um uh, old bosses he has used it's a small world nursery before and we had a conversation about it and uh i know that he also booked extra time when he was actually on the ship so they do save some time for guests you know while you're on the ship and things like that if you have something that kind of comes up but you definitely want to make sure that you do it early, um, especially if you have like a time that you really think that you want to make sure when you get on the ship that you want to make sure that the, the child goes into the nursery. Uh, there is a cost for childcare on It's a Small World Nursery. It's four fifty per half hour for the first child. Uh, so in this instance, that would be for this one. And then it's $4 per half hour for any additional children in the family that would need it. So, um, and they must be, I think it's from ages six months to three. So is how, how old they have to be, um, to, to use the nursery. So, uh, and the minimum reservation time is for one hour. Um, and you can cancel without penalty up to four hours prior to your reservation. No shows will forfeit the entire cost of the time. So that's kind that's of super information that we're Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I know that, like I said, my boss has used it or my old boss used it and he, uh, they loved it. Um, so, you know, that's something I, I know that they take really good care of the kids um, in the nursery and stuff like that. So um, I would, you know, just like I said, make it for a time when you think for sure you're going to need it. And then you, you're more than likely able to add on because people cancel all the time, you know, when they're on the ship, they think, oh, okay, I, I want to have, you know, my child with me instead or, you know, or, oh, they have a nap now or whatever. So, you know, I would, I would just, just uh, see what you can do when you're on the ship as well. 
It's one of those things that she, she asked kind of the seminal question though, I think is that how do you try to find that balance of doing everything as a family but there's so many opportunities for like the adults to go down to the adult right. area and see like an adult, you know, like, I mean, the, the things aren't, the shows aren't that long. Like sometimes we'll do like an adult theme show and it's nothing crazy, but I mean, it's for adults only, you know, maybe it's for like from 1030 to midnight or something down mm -hmm. in evolution or in the tube yeah. or wherever. And it, it's one of those things like you want to be able to have that, you know, maybe just adult time with your spouse but you also are on a family vacation. So you're trying to balance that out. And it, it's a tough thing. I think everybody's got to kind of make that call on their own. I will say the older kids will definitely enjoy the kids clubs. I mean, the, almost every kid that goes oh, yeah. in there has a blast. And, you know, a lot of times they don't want to leave. I mean, Mallory at first was kind of sketchy about it because she just, you know, she would try to go in there without anybody. And now she loves like now that she's at that age, she loves like vibe and edge. Like that's her jam. So. Scott, anything else you would add for Kristen about this? Because, you know, it sounds like she's going to have a good time. She is trying to find that balance. Yeah, I know. And I know she mentioned, like, hanging out with, like, the 11, 9, and 4-year-old. I think uh, I actually had to Google it because I haven't been on the Wish yet. But uh, I love doing shuffleboard on Deck 4. Mm -hmm. And I do see that they do have the shuffleboard still on the Wish. So, like, when my family first started playing it, like, we didn't know the rules. So we just made up our own, like, house or ship rules, <laughs> I would call it. You know, like, this is how you get points, you know? Right, and, right. Like, I don't know the rules. Or doing like, there's so many, we've talked about so many times on here, the trivia on the ships are like our favorite thing. And there's so many great family ones. Mm -hmm. um, those are some of our favorite memories as a family. So like if your kid, if your young one goes to the nursery and you want to do some things with the older kids, like do some of the trivia. Like there's so many great family activities and I know you'll make great memories doing those. Great tip. And Jennifer again, who's joining us here in the live chat. I know she sells Disney cruise line very often. She's a veteran Disney cruiser. And she says, we love booking the nursery from nine 30 to 11 every night. So we could enjoy the hot tubs back then and after, after the show and dinner. So they'd do a little show dinner and then, baby go then, i guess to the nursery yeah. and they would just get in the hot tub and chill out for a little bit and then pick I them like up it. and go to bed i like yep. it that's a that's a great plan all right now man I, you guys with the cruise questions man you're killing me it's 32 here did i mention that it's freezing it's stupid it's supposed to be spring and we're talking cruising i want to get on a ship anyway next question nobody cares Hey, Mike, I uh, hope you can help me figure out something for our upcoming trip with our magic bands. We're traveling from Canada, so having them before arrival is not possible for us. I've been checking my Disney experience for the basic magic bands with not much luck. Do you think by August for our trip, we will see a restock online? If not, will the resort still have the 2.0 versions readily available for us to purchase on arrival day? I appreciate any insight, Karen. So... I guess by the 2.0, I, I, I'm guessing Karen's maybe talking about Magic Band Plus. or Because there so, was the Magic Bands, and there was the Magic Band, the second generation. That's what she's talking about, not Magic yeah. Band Plus. So no. I don't know what the status is. I, I bought that one that was not supposed to be sold that Ricky sent right. me on the mission during Summit. I did send you on the mission to get it. I've not probably, to buy it. No, just to I take know. a picture of it, and then you decided to buy it. It wasn't as expensive as I guess, so I bought it. I've been using that well, sucker for the last four trips. I think it wasn't as expensive because they had they didn't have the right price. Yeah, I don't think so either. That's, that's why okay. that's yeah, why I yeah, jumped yeah. on it. And I will say, <laughs> Magic Bands Plus. I, this is just a real quick aside. They don't do much for me. But no. here's the thing: <laughs> when you're running races and you have it on, like during during like a run Disney event, like when you're running 
every once in a while it just like gets you because you'll you you won't even realize you're running next to like a statue or something and a like right <laughs> at the end of the marathon. <laughs> yeah, because like you're running past like Figment, like in the middle of um uh, like <laughs> Epcot there, and you come close to like one of the statues, golden statues gives you a you're just like, whoa. It, 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 it's a, I don't know if that's a feature or a bug, but it's it's weird. Uh, but anyway, what, uh, Ricky, what do you think about her status of getting a magic band by August? So I don't know if they're, I, you know, I've heard a lot of issues are happening with getting the 2.0 version online. Uh, I'm certain that Disney is probably trying to steer people into getting Magic Band Plus because, uh, you know, it's more money. Uh, so that's my guess on why you're not able to find them ahead of time my guess though i know that they are having them sold in stores so if you go to the store immediately upon arrival you should be able to find the magic band 2.0 because i know they're still selling them uh your selection may not be like a huge amount uh but you're still going to be able to find one and purchase it if you need that version so you're safe you're good um but yeah i I think your chances of finding them online ahead of time are, are probably going to be pretty slim. Just let me, a guess. Let me ask a good, good answer again. You're, you're hot. You're getting it today. You're, you know, I had a baby and I, I know, actually like know how to back, answer questions. Like you're you're yeah. rocking. <laughs> okay. So real quick though, let me get your thoughts on magic band plus now that we've had them out for six months or so and we've used them on trips. Scott, what do you think? I mean, does it live up to the hype or is it, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what, I mean, it, it, it lights up during fireworks, but like, I, I need to watch the fireworks, not my wrist. Like it was kind of cool, but I mean, I, it, it doesn't live up to the hype to me. Um, but I do own one because I am a Epcot fanatic. Right. So I had to get that Epcot 40th one, which is my go-to. That's, that's the problem. Like all my great magic bands are Epcot ones. So like, I always want to wear one when I go to Epcot, but I have so many like great limited edition ones. It's like yep. a bummer now. Like I can't, I always have to switch them out, but, uh, mm-hmm. I do like the I do like my Epcot one, and you're right, Mike. Like it buzzes. I feel I get the same thing during the half marathons and marathons and stuff. It's kind of funny, but um, I never really used it for for fireworks because here's my problem: I forget to charge the darn thing oh, quite yeah. often. Like you have to charge it, and that's a um, that's another a problem. Yeah. That's a problem with me. It's another thing that you have to pack in like my, our charger bag, and like then I forget like what it even looks like. Which one is it? You know, like so. I just um I just kind of forget it. I the good thing is you can still use the band mm-hmm. without it being charged. It'll get you into the park and things like that. But um they're just not my favorite. I love magic bands, but the the new ones are not my favorite. How about you, Ricky? I uh I I'm gonna be perfectly blunt. I thought they were stupid before they came out, and I still think they're stupid. I I have I've not purchased one. I don't see a reason to purchase one. I have. All my Magic Band 2.0s uh, that I just still keep using. I don't care if they light up during the fireworks. I don't care if they do the 50th anniversary statues. Uh, they have not. Um, they have not provided enough enter- extra entertainment value, in my opinion, to pay the extra money for something that I just don't need. So um, I think they're very overrated. And I think it was something that, again, you know, it's kind of one of those things where Disney's like, oh, this is a great idea. Let's go with this. And then you watch the execution of it and you're like, oh, that didn't that didn't really go the way they really planned on it. It sounds like so. Yeah, I'm I I would I just go with my regular magic bands and go that route. And until 
they come up with something really spectacular for that Magic Band Plus, I'm not buying one. So, because look, the, the 50th anniversary is ending at the end of this month. And okay, so are they taking the statues down? And then if they do take the statues down, there's even less purpose for the, the Magic Band Plus. I read that they're opinion. actually moving them around. Are um, they? To other areas, yeah. I, I I saw a post today on Twitter actually about that's good about that. I mean, it would be silly to get rid of the statues. Yeah, they're kind, of, they're really cool, they're but I mean, they're you know, build is the 50th anniversary thing. So I mean, yeah, they haven't really talked about what's going to happen with those yet. So if they're keeping them and moving them, I like that. So the thing I wish yeah. they would do, I mean, because you can only do so much with a Magic Band, right? I mean, it does light up and yeah. you know changes colors. It's neat when you like you know go through the touch points. That's kind of cool, but you know. It, like Scott said, it's another thing to charge, right? The only reason I have it is because I threw the charger and the band, like I, I snapped the, I snapped the band Smart. inside the charger piece and then I just throw it in my computer bag. And so then when I go on, you know, to my trips, I set up my, you know, my nightstand with my Apple watch charger, with my phone charger, with my AirPods charger, you know, all that stuff. So I just, that's just another step in that. So I have that there every night. I take it off when I take off my Apple watch. But yeah. the thing that's missing, I think, is that there's no screen on the sucker. So I, I still can't believe like when the Apple watch came out in 2016, I thought for sure there'd be a my Disney experience, Apple watch app. You know what I'm saying? That does like well, all yeah. kinds of cool stuff, you yeah. know, on your Apple watch. Cause you have a screen, you got haptic feedback. It could be like, but a look, really nice I mean, I'm just thing. saying if they had like a screen on that, my doesn't, you know, um, magic band plus do, that would be even more expensive. That'd be, Oh a, yeah. But yeah, that'd, that'd be, be like a hundred something dollars probably. Yeah. So, but yeah. there's so many people now, like Apple watches are super popular. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, they are out there enough. I can't yeah, believe I they haven't written own. a specific, my Disney experience, Apple watch app. True. I thought that Not would happen point. immediately, but you know, that's what I get for thinking. That's what my dad always said. All right. So next question is from Chris. He says, Hey Mike and BOGP crew. I'm headed down to the world at the end of the month and my family's staying at Old Key West. Q Scotty G. Unfortunately, I will have to do a little work while I'm there. But hey, if you have to work, it might as well be at Disney. I would love to find a place with decent Wi-Fi and even better atmosphere. Do you have any recommendations on places on property where you can get an hour or two of work done? Thanks. She says, I found your podcast after our trip was canceled due to the park's closure in March of 2020. And I was needing a little more Disney World in my life. Your podcast was highly recommended, and I've been listening ever since. Thanks you, thank you for all that you do to keep our Disney spirits up. Christy's in the suburbs of Chicago, up where my daughter is. Uh, she's in downtown Chicago, and she says, "Go Cubs, go!" But I will excuse that because you had so many kind words. <laughs> Cardinals. This is a Cardinal podcast, Christy. Be ready and Tigers. Okay, so. Detroit Tigers. Scott, this is all you, buddy. I know that you went to Old Key West when the, speaking of COVID, during the COVID lockdowns, and you worked from there and found some creative places to get the get the job done. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you think Christy is talking about all of, when she says property? I think all property. Yeah, I mean, property? I yeah. would give her an Old Key West spot and then yeah. venture out. So that's, that's the, um, unfortunately with Old Key West, so as lovely and as great as it is, there isn't like a nice little like, conference area that you can go to that's super quiet and do your work now i will say they refurbished the hotel lobby which is really nice it's really pretty and bright but it gets kind of noisy and crowded in there because people are using it for check-in um when i worked there i had a one-bedroom villa so the we had like a nice table a nice space to work in there so i'm not sure if they're doing a what type of room category they have but if you're doing a one-bedroom villa it's perfect in there and the wi-fi held up perfectly so even just working from the room is fine 
But my go-to on property, like if you have a car or if you can get there anyway, is go to the Riviera. And I, mm-hmm. what I like to call it is yep. the, I call it the library room. That's exactly where I was going to suggest. I worked, I have worked many hours during the early days of the pandemic in that room. It is just a glorious place. Mm-hmm. I have the entire background loop on my phone now because I just like Shazam the whole thing and I've created a playlist of it because I've heard it so many times. It is just a spectacular place to work. So that would be my number one spot is the library at the Riviera. Yep. That's yeah. exactly where I was going to suggest. 100%. Yeah, I mean, there's there's nice places like I mean, I signed up for a Run Disney. I haven't worked there a whole lot because I want to go there. It's kind of my downtime when I'm not working. But ironically enough, with my job, but I did sign up for one of the races. Right, well, I think we did like uh, right after this first race, right after COVID, from the Banana Cabana at Caribbean Beach, and that was a great place. Oh, it had strong Wi-Fi, and I mean, you're covered, but you're outside, so it's a beautiful day. You can get some work done outside, and just kind of people watch while you're pretending to work or working, <laughs> whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. we're pretending to work. <laughs> Whatever it is. All right. There was one time though. Go this oh, I, I got to quick share this. There was one time I was in a one bedroom villa at the Riviera, and for some reason I didn't go down to the library room. And my daughter was doing schooling too, so there's three of us that need to do work slash school. So my wife is in like the main room at the main table. Emily is in the other like bedroom doing stuff. I was like, where can I go? I went into a closet, okay? Uh, at <laughs> least it wasn't the bathroom. I was about to say, this is almost like Mike's story of like calling Pam, right? With the, with yeah, the VR in the bathroom, podcast. totally. Yeah. That's how it started. I'm yes. in a closet that is like the smallest thing ever. It's pitch black. Oh no. Um, so I can't even like, I can't, I couldn't even like think, but uh, I conducted a very, it was a very important meeting too, <laughs> that I had to do um, with some higher ups in my company. And I'll just never forget, like, and I've told them since they didn't know at the time. I told them afterwards, like, just FYI, I was like in a like four by four closet when, when we had that meeting. But uh, so you can get creative. There's a lot of places where you can go. The pandemic made us do true. weird things because <laughs> we were all trying to find space. Like you couldn't be near anybody else, but with your family, they were on top of you all the time. It was yep. hard to find. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, last question. George has got it here. Hey, Mike and BOGP crew, we'll be going down to Disney in late April through early May. Thank you, Mike, for booking that for us. Thanks, George. I appreciate it. My question is about the Q rides, Tron and Guardians. If it's still a Q ride, then my fiance and I will want to ride these, but we have to alternate taking turns since we have two young kids and one of us will have to be with one with them while we while the other rides. How do we go about this since we'll be in the same boarding group? Should I just uh, put on us? Let's see. Hang on. Should I just put on uh, of us in the queue? Put all of us, I guess, in the queue at 7 a.m. and the other in the queue when it opens at 1 p.m.? Thanks for all you do, Georgia. So how do you do that? Basically, it's a rider swap question with virtual queues. So, Ricky, how, how would you do that? Would you just tell so, the cast member and get I'm pretty pass? sure if I if I remember from what I've read online, because obviously I haven't had to do this yet, but I will be doing it with Lucy. Uh, so me and Brian will be swapping uh, for this. You have to make the reservation for anybody who would be riding the attraction. So you have to make do that um, during that virtual queue time. Then what you do, so in this instance, it would be for both me and Brian. So we have to make that. And then uh, when we get to the attraction, we tell them, uh, we have virtual queue, but we need to participate in child swap. And so they will then work it out so that, you know, the one of you gets to go ride. The other one will wait outside with the um, child 
or children and then you'll swap so you you but anybody who's going to be participating in the attraction will need to make sure that they have that virtual queue um, reservation so um i know that there's been like talk about since it is child swap like one of you making the reservation and then not making it for the other person and then going and saying you need child swap it doesn't that doesn't work you have to make sure that anybody who's going to go ride the attraction has that virtual queue um reservation so just make sure you do that yep and again and I Jenna, just throw in, go ahead. that was a great great way to describe yep. that rick i saw it happen firsthand in front of me at rise of the resistance so that would work a similar way with the individual lightning lanes as mm -hmm. well if they want to do any of those too yeah. yeah, Jennifer yeah. said she had no problem with Rider Swap. She saw with virtual queue at Guardians, not a problem at all. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. Yeah, but I think the key is though, and you mentioned it a couple of times. Everybody's got to have that reservation. Everybody it's not a way to has skip to have that. No, there's not. You can't like. In. Yeah, you can't. You can't say, oh well, I only have the reservation for the one person, but not the other. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. And I know that people have tried to do it that way. Mm -mm. Nope, they don't play. So nice try. don't. Don't do that. Nice yeah. try. We're not playing. All right. Hey, that's going to do it for today's Lister Question Show. Thanks for all the great questions. If you have a burning question or one that's not so hot, but we can answer it anyway, just send it to Mike at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. We'll get that on the show here right away. And of course, make sure you're here on Friday as we celebrate 15 years of the Be Our Guest Podcast. We're going to do it a fun way. And we're going to go down uh, memory lane a little bit on Friday. So make sure you join us for that. But until then, we want to help you plan that next Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney trip. You know where to go. Swing by themagicforless.com. While you're there, check out all the great trip planning tools that are at your disposal and fill out that free no obligation quote form. And if you mention the BOGP, that quote form will come to me. We'll be planning that trip together, and we're going to have a great time. I promise you that. We're going to get you the best deal possible and make sure you have a magical trip to your Disney destination. So, again, check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And finally, thank you sincerely to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You guys are awesome. You make all these shows possible, and you're going to get a bonus show every week called Mike in the Midwest. Not about Disney, but about growing up here in Missouri. We talked about bowling alleys the other day and Pete Weber and what a wow. treat he is and stuff like that. But then we talked about Crest Bowl and Dick Weber yeah. Lanes. Ricky can, uh, knows about all these places. I do. Yes, because yep. she grew up in the flow town. So there you go. But uh, yeah, smoky places that probably took five years off Correct. my life. 100% <laughs> took five years off because my life too. I went to yes. watch Grandma Bowl at Crest bowl oh i pulled at crest bowl oh, so did I, yeah. league. I, I pulled have... on a league yeah, yeah me too exactly. I had an after school league and that's where i was when ozzy yeah. smith hit that home run off todd and eden fewer uh when he's hitting left-handed there in the 85 playoffs i'm telling you good stories but anyway that's there what you, you get with mike in the midwest totally nonsense doesn't matter anything but kind of fun sometimes just to hear weird stories so if you want to join us patreon.com slash be our guest podcast we're going to have a live show. We're going to take your calls this Sunday night. I figured out what was wrong with phone lines. It was all me. I apologize for that. Nobody else. My error. But we've, I think I've got it solved. I, as soon as I say I think I've got it solved, we'll have another problem crop up. But for right now, things are looking good. So Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central on Facebook. We'll take your calls. Any questions, any comments, any mini trip reports. We'll be ready for you. Facebook and YouTube Sunday night. Give Scott a follow on the social media at Scott. Ricky's at Ricky Nibs. R-A-K-K-I and I-B-S. I'm at BR Guest Mike on Instagram and Twitter. We'll talk to you this week. And of course, if you're selling with some of the BR Guest Podcast Crews, we want to see you over on the Facebook group. It's uh, just search for the BR Guest Podcast Crews 6, and we'll see you over there. All right, time to get out of here, and we'll be back in on Friday celebrating 15 years of the BOGP. But until then, you guys stay safe. 
stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.